You're listening to Penalysis, a sci-fi and fantasy TV podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Annie. And I'm Stephanie. And in this episode, we are giving y'all a hard sell to watch Black Lightning if you have not watched the great CW show Black Lightning yet. We are doing this podcast to coincide with its release on Netflix. The entire first season should be available on Netflix, at least in the U.S., today, starting April 25th. And we really think you should watch the show because it's really, really good. It's so good. Annie has not watched any of it. So so they're here to, um, <laughs> yeah, convince me very encouraging, very strongly, and kind of with a little bit of aggressively? aggressiveness. With a little bit of <laughs> aggressiveness. <laughs> Sorry. That is the opposite that, that, of what that I That is her hopeful that, voice coming out right there. <laughs> yeah. They're here to convince me. I tend to come on with, a, um, a little strong about the show because it's really, it really good. good. You're cheerfully, aggressively convincing me to watch Black Lightning. Yes. <laughs> so can you start by telling me what is the premise? And everybody, what is the premise of Black Lightning? Chris, Chris okay, you want to take so this? So Black Lightning... <laughs> As I start before you even ask well, me. Well, I feel like the premise I was a little confused about when I first was reading about the show. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how you explain it. Go for it, Chris. Okay. So Black Lightning, the show, is about, get this, Black Lightning, the superhero. Oh, my. Who is Jefferson Pierce. Except as the series starts, we find out he hasn't actually been Black Lightning for quite some time. He is a retired superhero who was a teacher and has since become a high school principal. So he's a high school principal. He has two daughters, one 23 and one 16, and an ex-wife who he still clearly loves. Clearly. So obviously. Mm-hmm. So like the whole time you're watching, you're kind of like, why aren't they together? They should just be together. I ship it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've heard this point many times from you, too, which I find adorable. <laughs> And so, basically, there's this whole situation. There is a gang in this town that they're in. The gang is called The 100. Get your get your Snickers out right now. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be confused with is The 100. Is it actually called The 100? Not The 100? It is. It okay. is a gang called The 100. Okay. Are there only 100 of them, or they just like that number? You know, Annie, I don't know. <laughs> I need to I need to look this up because it's been a while since I've seen the first episode. I don't think they really go into details as to why they're called that. Okay. But there are there are these bad guys and the younger daughter goes to a club that is sort of like run by these guys and ends up getting a little bit involved just because one of them starts talking to her. And she's not really into it, but then he gets in trouble and she just, she, she ends up involved in this mess and they start coming after her because they're trying to get at this guy who was talking to her. So long story short, both daughters end up kidnapped as happens on TV. And so of course, Jefferson Pierce, former Black Lightning, has to don the mantle again to go rescue his daughters. And then, of course, everybody's like, why hasn't he been here before? There are all these other problems from the same gang. How come he showed up to rescue Jefferson Pierce's daughters and not, you know, mine, for example? Is what the people were saying. I do not have to... 
was just wondering. <laughs> I, I suddenly turned into a character from the show. <laughs> Is a thing that just happened, apparently. So how do Black Lightning's powers work? I mean, I guess it's obvious from his name, but... He can, he can absorb electric energy, electricity mm. from surrounding things and channel it through himself so he can, like, shoot lightning bolts out of his hands at people. Nice. And there's this guy, Gamby, who is sort of like his Alfred or Oracle or, you know, that type of character. Felicity, Willow. if you're an arrow watcher. Yeah. He's, who, he's kind of the techie guy back in the lair who helps helps him out. Or Q mm-hmm. for James Bond, that sort of thing. Because mm-hmm. he's built him this suit that helps him channel his energy and also is bulletproof and stuff like that. So, anyway, that's a thing so that's going on also. So what does his ex-wife think about him taking on the mantle again? She is not thrilled about it, but also of course, can't be too upset necessarily because he did it to save their children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But this you was know, the big so thing that broke them up to begin with was exactly him being Black Lightning. Uh. So it's something that he, he takes on with a lot of hesitation because he clearly wants to be back together with his wife. And so it's it's a point of contention between the two of them for sure. But yes, th- I should also clarify, the situation I have laid out is pretty much just like the first episode of the show. Mm-hmm. So this is this is the setup for the rest of the season. So does he decide to assume the mantle on a more permanent basis by the end of the first episode? Or is he sure, still unsure about it? You know, I don't remember that he made any definite decision about it by the end of the first episode. Do you remember, mm-hmm. Stephanie? I don't, and I have not seen episode two. That's one of the one of the ones that I, I missed. So I, I don't remember exactly when he decides to be back lightning more permanently. I don't know that there was like necessarily a a declaration or anything. It's just Well, mm-hmm. I mean there was the great music cue in the show, Black Lightning's back. But yeah. Beyond that, there was not anything. But that's also used as, like, the title music, so... I know. <laughs> but if we're recommending the show, I should also say I really enjoy the music used in the show. They use really good music. Yes, and it's clearly... At least a lot of it is clearly made for the show. Mm-hmm. And specifically mm-hmm. references characters and stuff that's going on. So, yeah, I like it. It's good. I should also mention that uh, within about 10 minutes of starting that first episode, I was like, ah, oh, I, I think I love Anissa. And by the end of the first episode, I'm like, I definitely love Anissa, <laughs> who is the older sister. And uh, like some of the earlier stuff we see involves her like flipping a dude as the dude was trying to go after her younger sister. She's like, I think not, and flips him over, uh, and it was really awesome. While wearing pink high heels. <laughs> no. As I one does. Like, I feel like this is important that we should point out. Yeah, I I actually, I got to the credits of the first episode, and I thought, this show is great. I love this show. And I feel like when it comes to the other DC comic shows on the CW, sometimes they can feel a little samey, but I felt like with Black Lightning, by the end of it, I felt like 
you really knew this show had a voice. It has a particular perspective that it is exploring. And by that point, we had met Jefferson, Anissa, and Jennifer. And I just felt, okay, I know these characters. I understand their dynamic. And I was just found it very compelling. And so I was really impressed by that, by like, you know, less than 10 minutes into the show, I just thought, okay, I feel like I have a grasp on the show and I like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, Jennifer yeah. is the ex-wife or the younger daughter? The younger daughter. She's the younger sister. Okay. Yeah. Lynn is the ex-wife. What is the dynamic between Jennifer and Anissa like? If one seems to be kind of in trouble with the the 100 and the other one is uh, exploring her powers as a superhero. Well, we don't know that she has powers until the very end of the first episode. I will say uh, that. Okay. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't think anybody who's heard about the show doesn't know. Anyway. It's interesting cuz they're clearly very different, but they also clearly mm. love each other a lot. Okay. And we get a lot of scenes of like Jennifer going to Anissa for help with things. I just the show itself is a really good family drama and a drama in the sense that it's not that there's a lot of huge conflict between the characters necessarily. Mm -hmm. Um, They all love each other a lot. And if there's conflict, it comes from the fact that they love each other a lot. If that makes sense. It's more like, Oh, that sounds good. You're doing dangerous stuff and I'm worried about you. It's, it's that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. It's, it's good. I like it. Yeah, I feel like often – now, granted, I do not have the greatest breadth of superhero origin stories. However, I feel like so often in superhero origin type stories, the superhero in question feels very separated from particularly their biological family. Like either they're an orphan or they're hiding the fact that they have these abilities to protect their family. So something I really, really love about Black Lightning is that – seeing Anissa, who is learning and developing her powers, working with Jefferson and him, like, helping her and and taking her out and showing her how to use these abilities that she has. And I just feel like it's something that I don't... I feel like I haven't seen much in superhero storytelling, and I really love it. I love the family dynamic on this show. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we get the mentorship with Jefferson and Gamby also, which is nice. Mm -hmm. Well, that makes me want to watch it. Because I like good family dynamics. Good. So. I'm glad. We've convinced Annie. I hope we have convinced <laughs> you also, dear well, listener. I, I think it's great that I don't have to wait after this podcast if you say it's on today. And I'm like, okay, that's easy. Yes, go I'll watch it. go check it out today. <laughs> How many episodes does the first season have? 13 episodes. It has 13 episodes. And it did get renewed for a second season. So It did get renewed, yes. Yay. I am very excited. Uh, I told Nafisa Williams that I'm very excited. <laughs> Nafisa Williams, who plays Anissa. Yes, who I was lucky enough to meet. She is also very excited about it. She also said that she hopes that Grace comes back next season, which me too. Yeah, we should talk specifically about Anissa for a little bit, because I, I, a lot of people who listen to this podcast, I don't know why, we, it's not because of the shows that we cover by any reason, but I, I feel like a lot of the people who listen to this podcast are are, people, are women who identify as lesbian, bisexual, or queer, or pansexual, or something along that spectrum, and Anissa is a lesbian character, and something that I really love about her is she does not have a coming out story. She's just out 
and is who she is and her parents know. And we just kind of casually see her in bed with her girlfriend in one episode. And it's just not really a big deal. And don't get me wrong. I think coming out stories are important. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't exist or anything like that. But I just love that that's not her only story as a lesbian character. She has so much other stuff going on. And I just, it, it really, I don't know. It just, it feels like some new type of representation on TV that we don't get to see quite as often. Well, it's kind of great because it feels like they don't need the coming out story for that because it's a coming out story about, oh, I've got superpowers. Right. So they reference her coming out in a conversation with her and her mom. See, I, I like that, too, how the representation is shifting from, as you say, coming out stories are very important to just going, oh, it's, you know, we're here, we're queer, yay, you know, so yeah. it's, it's not the only type of representation story being told. And then I she's like, a superhero mm-hmm. and a woman of color mm-hmm. and a lesbian. Mm-hmm. It's like, talk about a cool trifecta that will definitely uh, attract people like me to the story. Cause that's the one thing that I kept hearing about it. This is also a little bit of a spoiler, but she's also bulletproof. Yes. <gasps> I mean, y'all went really crazy with Nicole get? hot in her bulletproof vest, but this, this lesbian bulletproof, all the time. Just <laughs> I mean, technically it's not all the time. It's part of her power set. If a power How did set I know that active. Chris would do that? I know, but she's bulletproof regardless of whether she so, has a bulletproof vest or not. She is bulletproof exa- and, and it's amazing. What exactly are her powers and how do they differ from her father's? She can control her density. Mm-hmm. So she can make herself so dense that she's bulletproof and basically like stomp the ground and create shockwaves and stuff. It's pretty cool. Dang. And she just runs through walls like it's no big deal. And <laughs> There was this great fight scene where one of the bad guys gets up and decides he's going to charge her to like knock her over. Yeah, she is not the one who got knocked over. <laughs> he just falls down like a little bug. It's great. It's like he just well, ran I... headlong into a brick wall. It was awesome. <laughs> Well, after Clexicon, I did watch the intro video that was used for uh, Anessa, so I thought that was very cool, and I was like, oh, this is getting me excited, and I love the costume. Yeah, she actually has two different superhero costumes. That's what I've through the, seen. Through the yeah. first season, it's it's pretty uh-huh. great. The first one is actually, it looks a little bit ridiculous. But uh-huh. it's I mean, kind in of homemade, way. and it's supposed to look a little bit ridiculous. Well, because it's based on what she wore in the comics. Really? From, I didn't like, know that part. Ten-ish years ago, yeah. Mm. Well, we, and we should maybe mention that, because I mentioned that Anissa had a girlfriend in the beginning. She does not currently have a long-term love interest. We have been introduced to... Anissa, the character in the comic book, we have been introduced to her long-term love interest, Grace, but as of now on the show, they are not together as a couple. But I'm very hopeful that Grace is is going to end up being her long-term love interest because they are super adorable together in the comic books. <laughs> they are. And they're really adorable together on the show, too. And also, I should mention, Grace sort of just casually mentions that she's bisexual. And also, Grace is an Asian woman, FYI. Yeah. That was another thing that made me really excited about the show, because it feels like so often on TV, whenever you see a biracial couple, one of the people in the couple is a white person, but this is a biracial couple with not a white person to be seen. And I think that's great. Again, it's like, (laughs) it's just, I think diversity of representation is very important. 
That's cool. It is cool. It's a good show. I hope everybody watches it. I don't want to hear any of this nonsense about, oh, it's on the CW and I don't trust the CW. I'm telling you, this show does not feel like other CW shows. And yes. also... Okay, yeah. See, that sells you know, me. So, if, yeah. There's just... It's such a good show and everybody should should check it out. This is a show featuring a black family. I believe the showrunners are black and much of the writing room is black, if not the entire writing room is black. And so it's a, got a very different vibe to it, like Chris mentioned, mm-hmm. than the other kind of Greg Berlanti executive produced DC comic book shows. And I think you can really oh, tell God. the difference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I just said I mean, it is it is Greg Berlanti overseen he is one of the producers on uh-huh. it but it's yeah true. he's not he's not show running or anything no. they film in atlanta mm-hmm. i think yes they film in atlanta they oh, do not film in vancouver with the rest of the arrowverse shows so it just feels like a very a very different show so if you're like oh i've watched arrow i've watched flash i've watched supergirl they're not for me give really give this one a try it does not feel like it's mm-hmm. cut from the same cloth as the other three shows and that's not me trying to diss the other three shows but it, this and one not just saying that you won't like it if you like those shows. Exactly. But this this one just has I feel like its own vibe, its own flavor and it's it, I like it a whole lot. And for me, as somebody who really loved the the first season of Supergirl, it captures a lot of what I loved about the first season of Supergirl. It's really focused on the oh. family dynamics and uh I just I don't know, it just it, it gives me that like hopeful feeling that the first season of Supergirl did. Yeah. Very nice. I think you're right because it is it is about hope and and family and uh, you know through loving each other we can maybe change the world for the better. Oh. So again, the first season is available to watch on Netflix. At least if you're in, I know for sure if you're in the United States. I'm not sure about other countries. And so go, please check it out. We really think you will like it. And we are planning to come back here shortly. I, I don't want to make a hard promise, but hopefully in the next couple of weeks or so, with a actual discussion of the first season. I feel really Once bummed. Everybody has seen all of the episodes. Yes. <laughs> I.e., they're like Annie. Watch now. Watch now, because we got to record soon. So yeah, I, I get the point. Uh, Stephanie actually, too. Stephanie needs to to fill in the gap there. It's true. Okay. And I feel really bummed because if I had not been as busy as I have been, this is a show I definitely would have wished we could have covered episode by episode because I really do like it. So I'm I kind of feel a little bit guilty that we're just going to do a season one overview. But please join us for that and go watch it. It's really good. <laughs> If you have any thoughts that you would like us to include when we do finally cover the series, you can send those to us in a number of ways. You can email us at feedback at askgenretv.com. You can send us a voicemail at 972-514-7223. You can also record a voice memo on your smartphone and email it to us. You can find us on Twitter at AskGenreTV. We are also on Tumblr, by the way. We have a Tumblr now. We do. It's mostly me posting things, and hopefully I'm not embarrassing Chris too much. But yes, we do have a Tumblr. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little bit. (laughs) Finalysis is part of the Ask Genre TV family of podcasts. To find our other podcasts about Killjoys and Orphan Black and Lost Girl and some other shows, go to our website, askgenretv.com. Thank you so much for listening. And go watch Black Lightning as soon as you possibly can. (laughs) Ha ha ha.